CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. Welcome to PQ Beat, the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. I'm Peter McCulley. His dance videos have been watched more than 50 million times from various platforms. He is a Bahangra dancer and a social media sensation, and wherever he goes, he spreads joy and happiness with his lively dancing. So we're happy to welcome Gurdip Pander to PQ Beat. Welcome, Gurdip. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast, and thank you so much for warm welcome. I guess you usually are trying to connect with a video audience, but today it's a written and an audio audience. Yes, uh, mostly I try to connect with video audience, but this is wonderful as well. And podcasts are like radio on demand. You just push a button and it's there. Exactly. Can you explain to us what Bahangra is and how long you've been dancing? Bhangra is traditional folk dance of Punjab. Or we can also say in other words, Bhangra as a traditional folk dance of Punjabi or Sikh people. A long time ago, Farming was manual everywhere in the world, even in the Punjab, where I'm from. So farming was tough because at that time there was no tractors or combines to do farming. So even like smallest job, like very easy jobs, they could take weeks, maybe months. So farmers were working hard. So life was that much tough. So Somehow, they decided to add some joy to their daily chores, daily tasks. So some farmers uh, uh, came up with the idea that, hey, if we can do these farm tasks in a more rhythmic way, that could be cool. So they used their hands the way they used to use their hands to do some farming activities, like uh, sowing seeds in the land or uh, harvesting, or whatever activities, to the rhythm. And uh, other farmers, they liked it. <laughs> Some more farmers started doing that, and they thought that, hey, uh, we've been working hard. It's creating some joy. It was creating some positivity. So that was the beginning of Pangra dancing. And then those some farmers in Punjab, they started showing their new skills to some other groups, other crowds in villages, and uh, they started liking it. And then slowly, slowly, and people in different gatherings, I'm talking about hundreds of years back, other people started liking those little dances in community gatherings. And slowly, they started polishing their skills. Uh, uh, it started becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Slowly, it started become a thing like at festivals, especially after harvesting crop, uh, people started dancing pangra on regular basis just to say thanks to land and to feel gratitude, uh, to say to land that, hey, land, thank you so much for providing us uh, this beautiful harvest. So that's how Pangra became uh, part of the culture. And slowly, slowly, it started to grow even more. With the modern time, with the technology and new music coming, uh, people started uh, using this dance in music videos. Pangra dance also started appearing in movies. People started going to Pangra classes or sessions, not to learn a new form of dancing, just to get a good workout too, because Pangra <laughs> definitely is a good workout. It's not a slow dance. It takes lots and lots of stamina. Nowadays, Pangra 
is becoming very popular. It's also known as happy dance. So that's the brief uh, history of this dance form. Wherever you go, you seem to have lots of happy dancers following you. I, I checked your Twitter account. You've got nearly 150,000 people following your Twitter account, 40,000 or so Instagram followers, and your YouTube channel has like 13,000 subscribers. Did you uh, expect this to kind of catch on the way it did? Did you expect the social media following sensation? No, in the beginning, I totally didn't expect that. Like long time ago, before social media, I was just dancing on uh, stages with people without people knowing about it, that uh, that someone was doing it. Like it was very small scale, uh, like either doing classes at different uh, spots, uh, those used to be very small classes, or sometimes people inviting uh, to uh, perform at different venues. And they were always away from uh, this glory of cameras and photos. <laughs> and I would say that some of my best performances are not uh, videotaped because <laughs> they, they were done before this social media age. After I started posting my videos on social media just five years ago, and I did not uh, know that. First, I started posting just to show to my friends or family, some community members. You know, sometimes we go for a hike or for a picnic or we take some photos or videos and we put on Facebook or Instagram or whatever just to show our friends what we did. We do not have expectation of going back. So similarly, my first videos were posted just to show to some nears and dears. And to my surprise, like so many people started watching those videos, my first video I remember which went viral that uh, I even didn't know that that it was going viral when I, so many notifications started appearing on my Facebook, on my social media. So that surprised me because I never expected going that direction. It went very organically, very spontaneously, but I'm happy and I'm thankful the way it evolved. It sounds like you have a lot of followers and it keeps you busy. And, and just a couple of questions along the technical line because I'm a techie. Do you keep the channels up yourself? Yes, I manage all my social media. <laughs> so with your traveling and your working and you manage to do that as well, that's interesting. And who operates the cameras for most of your dances? Majority of times, I would say that 99% times it's me. My camera is on tripod and I'm filming myself. For example, um, in, in some uh, rare chances, if I have a friend with me, or uh, someone I know, but that does not happen on every day. On every day basis, is me and my tripod. <laughs> tripod is my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably post in advance where you're going to be, and uh, folks show up and join you. Is that how it works, or do they just recognize you when you show up? Yeah, I just post that. Hey, I'm at this place, and people come and they show up. Uh, uh, yeah, they recognize me wherever I go. I find people; they just know me. Uh, I was in Tofino, and people were stopping photos for selfies. Uh, <laughs> even here in Parksville, like I stopped, and people came for autographs and photos. It was touching, and I feel that it has a love. Having just met you and done a little research on you and watched some of your videos, I think the obvious reason that people like you is because of the message that you spread, and it seems to be that you talk about joy and hope and positivity whenever you're dancing and whenever you're broadcasting. Is there another level to all of this? 
Yes, like my main focus is on joy, hope, and positivity. Because traditionally, pangra is a dance of happiness. Like there's a, a saying in in pangra dance that if you're doing your moves correctly, you are not making a single mistake, but you are not happy. <laughs> I mean, happy from your inside, happy from your heart. That is not pangra dance. So it's a requirement to be happy. And also, I love spreading these messages of joy, hope, and positivity. I think that they are very important, especially these days when there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressures and the pandemic and so many social issues which create a lot of stress. And yes, there's one more dimension to it is that I also like to promote. Uh, cross cultural bridges as well through my dance i give this message of unity of harmony among different communities different people from different backgrounds uh, people from different walks of life to promote that we are one we are all equal so i build uh, cross cultural bridges and i give this message that we belong to one race which is known as human race uh, there's no other race in the world only one race so i also try to give these messages of unity togetherness search browse buy black press media brings you today's drive find your new vehicle on our exclusive platform and get driving at todaysdrive.com you'll have access to inventory across bc where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort with new and used vehicles from the dealership around the corner and dealers across BC. The best venue to find your next vehicle is todaysdrive.com. Okay, so you're dancing to spread these messages. Perhaps you could share on any firsthand impact that dancing has had on other people who have followed you and contacted you. I receive lots and lots of messages, letters. Even I receive many handwritten letters on every single day base, those people who participated or watched my videos uh, just saying thank you. Many people even wrote that they were going through tough times and uh, through my dances they found some joys, which was very helpful. I also received messages from people like who are in hospitals, from patients and also from doctors. <laughs> Both sides, patients write that uh, they are in hospital bed, they were going through tough times and then they checked my videos to find some happiness. And on the other side, doctors, they said that we see in our professions a lot of tragedies, even sometimes deaths to uh, everyday basis. And sometimes we come to your page to find some hope, to find some happiness. Uh, I would like to mention one. Um, last year, I received uh, a little video from a patient in Texas. Actually, she was in hospital bed was in such a condition that it was not easy for her to even get out. It was a very critical condition. She was watching my videos. Then she recorded a little video on her phone, just some dancing. And then she gave that video to her brother, who sent me that video. And after watching that video, I felt really, really touched, really, really reflective. I did not realize that, that my videos, uh, they could create that much impact. Trying to dance in bed <laughs> <laughs> and finding that moment. Sometimes we are in crisis, we are in chaos. Our whole world is collided, but somehow we want to be happy. She tries to be happy, and she recorded that video and sent to me. This was one of my best memories. 
So let's go back a little bit before we go ahead. You moved to Canada about uh, 15 years ago from uh, the Punjab province in India. And so what was the life like prior to moving to Canada? And were you going to see the world and dropped into Canada? Or how did all that start? <laughs> so I was born in a village. It's called Sayad. It's a farming village where majority of people farm in Punjab. My family is involved with in agriculture for maybe hundreds or maybe thousands of generations. Same land. We grow different crops like wheat, rice. Looks like Saskatchewan of in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I grew up in very simple, basic farming setup, like very away from modern world, busy life, hardworking life, uh, very simple life. That's the beauty of that, like being uh, connected with the land, connected with nature, connected with all the elements which are very precious, like air, sky, earth, water. We consider that these are our family members. In Sikhism, the faith which I come from. So I grew up in that setup. I got my basic education, my high school from village school. And then I joined college and university for more education. But afterwards, I was uh, thinking of doing some work or some job. I had a master's degree in my hand. <laughs> but then at the time, I decided to explore the world, check out what people are doing on other side of the globe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I ended up coming to Canada in 2006, and I lived in different parts of Canada. My journey from village has been so wonderful. You have been employed in different locations. You have gone and danced in different locations. Where are the most uh, interesting places you've stopped and who are the most interesting people you've met? I would say that I've been, uh, since I've been in Canada, I lived in many places first. I, I lived in Squamish, Whistler areas, then uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta. And then uh, I traveled across the country to check different places. Everywhere, I built uh, many interesting experiences. My most uh, memorable experiences are from Saskatchewan, going to little villages and dance with the little communities during their weddings or parties, just uh, creating those cross-cultural bonds as well. I would say that my most amazing experiences have been from the Yukon, because Yukon is the place where I lived most of my Canadian life. I've been living in the Yukon for the past 10 years, so I feel very connected with that land. So over there, I danced at uh, people's weddings. I went to many indigenous communities in the Yukon to dance along with them. I remember one time I danced at, at an indigenous community in, in the Yukon. And after the dancing, elders told me that I've been living on this land for thousands of years. It's the first time someone had brought another traditional dance on our land. I said, really, very first time? Yes. They said, then you are first person to dance a different dance. It was a very powerful moment for me as well. I felt that the way it was accepted, embraced, it was so wonderful. People were happy, cheerful. And for me, it was also a way of connecting with people from all walks of life. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. 
Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com. Uh, you've been living in the Yukon for about 10 years now. I heard you live in a small cabin. You're teaching and writing. So what's it like living in a small cabin in the Yukon? Yeah, that's true that I've been living in the Yukon in a small cabin in the wilderness, in a forest, which is great. It reminds me of my village because in my village, I used to live in open spaces connected with nature and here in a cabin in the forest in the same feeling connected with nature. I have a, a beautiful river close to me. It's called Yukon River. And amazing lake close to me is also known as Lake Labarge, uh, which is also very famous from the poetry of Robert Service. It's also very simple living because my cabin is off-grid cabin. Although I have some modern facilities, like I do have electricity, I do have internet, but I do not have running water. Mm -hmm. So I uh, bring water from different places, just like people used to do a long time ago. And I do not have any plumbing. I do not have uh, many, many modern facilities over there. So it's, it's very humble life. It's very basic and simple life. I have outhouse uh, year-round. And I bet you don't let the fire go out either. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, we have uh, fire risks in the Yukon as well. My best time in living in forest is the winter time when it's minus 40. So much beautiful in that frigid cold in, in the cozy cabin. To see you smile and talk about it, it just makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. Uh, joy is something I love to share with everyone. The gift of smile is a beautiful gift which we can share with uh, anyone in the world. I also wanted to ask you about a video that you did with Stephanie Dixon uh, probably four or five years ago. That was about cultural diversity and inclusivity in sports. And maybe you could expand upon that a little bit for us. Stephanie Dixon, she's a Paralympian. She has won many, many medals in three different Paralympics. She is Canadian uh, Hall of Fame. And I decided a couple of years back to do some collaboration to promote diversity and also to promote inclusivity in sports. When we met, uh, we talked about all these subjects in details. And uh, we came to conclusion that we share a lot of similar interests, although our field are different. She is more into swimming and I'm uh, into dancing. The way we spread our messages, it has similar tone, a similar tone of uh, creating a space for everyone, which is warm, which is welcoming, where no one is feeling rejected. You know, sometimes we have a kind of feeling that, uh, hey, I'm in a, in a space, but this does not belong to me. Sometimes people uh, pull themselves away because they feel that they are not respected, they are not welcomed. So to promote that respect, to promote uh, the, the message that, that, hey, we should create spaces where people, whether they are coming from cultural diversity, like everyone's culture is great, like we should not make them feel that, hey, this person is uh, from a better culture than uh, the other culture. Everybody should be inclusive. And also, we should welcome people from all physical capabilities, whether people are strong, physically fit, or like great runners, great athletes, uh, like very skillful, or people who are coming from uh, disability community, or people are coming from other health-related challenges 
or they can't do certain tasks and they also feel invited they also feel welcomed so we made that video to promote that type of broad inclusivity that video worked out really well we did some swimming we also both danced pangra in the video and lots and lots of people watched that video on youtube i think 100000 people watched the video i'm so happy that with the collaboration of uh, stephanie dixon we were able to spread this message so, so that uh, everybody is welcomed in every space an honorable goal oh yes yes thank you very much for being with us today gurdeep thank you so much peter for inviting me and thank you for sharing those smiles <laughs> through <laughs> microphone <laughs> i'm seeing you laughing smiling uh, that was so wonderful so thank you so much gurdeep pander of the yukon whose smile and happiness is infectious a bangra dancer that's this edition of pq beat produced by the parksville qualcomm beach news Thanks for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today.